Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Shane McMahon's return to WWE ahead of WrestleMania 32 was an unexpected shot in the arm, boosting ticket sales and interest levels ahead of a pay-per-view that was really struggling beforehand. And even though his lockbox storyline was never actually resolved, Shane and the other people on this list probably should have called it quits after the showcase of the Immortals. Hi everybody, I'm Andy from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 WWE legends who should have retired at WrestleMania. Number 10, Shane McMahon, WrestleMania 32. WWE's king of heavy sweat and potato punches faced The Undertaker at Mania 32. Inside the lockbox he introduced before the show was something that would have exposed all of Vince McMahon's secrets, which takes on an entirely different tone in today's context. Nonetheless, Shane was out to take control of Monday Night Raw. Terrified of whatever was in the box, spoiler, it wasn't Brad Pitt's wife's head, Vince invoked Teddy Long to put his own son one-on-one with The Undertaker. Inside Hell in a Cell. The match wasn't good, but Shane flinging himself from the top of the cell made for one hell of a memorable visual. Nonetheless, it was a chance for him to go out on something resembling the top, at least, having genuinely helped WWE's WrestleMania business. But take that chance, he did not. Number 9. Kane and the New Age Outlaws. WrestleMania 30. The Shield faced a gang of old fogies in Kane, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn at Mania 30, beating them in about the same time time it takes to brew a cup of tea. It was a welcome one-sided shellacking of a gang of old geezers that probably should have served as a way to put them out to pasture for good. Now, in fairness, Billy has since gone to AEW and been a hell of a lot of fun, but Kane has had more unwanted comebacks than a chronic acid reflux condition, and Road Dog, well, Road Dog is still Road Dog. Number 8, Mick Foley, WrestleMania 22. There's a different tone to this entry, because Edge versus Mick Foley from WrestleMania 22 is an absolute ripper. Late in his career, Mick was still a fantastic guy at putting younger talent over in these crazy, out-of-control hardcore brawls. And just like he'd done for Randy Orton previously, Mick dragged his beaten-up body through hell just to get Edge over the top. It was a real late career high, and to be fair, had Mick retired at Mania, we wouldn't have gotten the frankly demented six-person tag between himself, Edge and Lita, and Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk and Beulah at One Night Stand 2006. Still, we got a whole ass TNA run from Mick after this, which yielded some good stuff here and there, but should probably be scrubbed from memory for the stinking abyss feud alone. Nothing but love and respect for Mick, but 
this would have been the perfect point. Number 7. Vince McMahon, WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania X7, in my view, and many others, in fact, is the greatest WWE show of all time, and Vince vs. Shane was a wonderful blast of pure pantomime nonsense. It was perfect. A McMahon in every corner was frankly absurd and yet utterly delicious, with Linda getting out of her wheelchair and low-blowing Vince right in the ghoulies, getting a crazy, crazy pop. It was a fun slice of daftness on a card crammed with great matches, and it should have been the end of Vince McMahon between the ropes. We can only hope that WrestleMania 38 was the actual end, to be honest, because I'll be having nightmares about that Pat McAfee match until my end of days. Number 6. Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 34 At WrestleMania 34, Kurt Angle played a complimentary role in one of the greatest rookie matches of all time, teaming with Ronda Rousey against Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in an electrifying first wrestling outing for the UFC legend. The following year at Mania 35, Kurt lost a barren Corbin in a wet fart of a six-minute farewell match that ultimately did nothing to boost Corbin in the long term before showing up on Raw a couple of nights later and getting smashed up by Lars Sullivan. Two intended rubs by WWE, neither of which worked out. Kurt's career ended on a whimper at WrestleMania 35. Had he bowed out the year prior, this wouldn't be the case. Number 5. Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 18. This is a really simple entry. Hulk Hogan vs. The Rock was brilliant. Five-star sports entertainment. The overwhelming majority of everything Hogan has done since then has been absolute pish, which is why he should have retired after WrestleMania 18. Now, facetiousness aside, this was an absolutely perfect match, a masterclass of doing so much with so little. The Hulk up spot alone is enough to put your arm hairs on end, brother, and his emotional loss here would have been the ideal spot for the Hulkster to bow out, but bow out he did not, and the less said about his ensuing years, the better. Number 4. Triple H WrestleMania 32 Nestled deep in the heart of WWE's failed attempts at making Roman Reigns the top babyface in the territory is this. Not the worst WrestleMania match that either man has ever had, but a rough time nonetheless. Triple H painting himself as some kind of authority-endorsed alpha villain, becoming world champion, winning the Royal Rumble, and putting Reigns over at WrestleMania 32 sounds effective on paper, but Reigns had been through far too much bollocks as a failed babyface, and the whole thing was far too transparent to work. It was an awkward, stodgy-ass match as well, and although Triple H was frankly magnificent in Ronda Rousey's debut a few years later, most of us could probably have done without many of the self-indulgences that happened after that, or between that and the Reigns match which sucked. Number 3. The Rock, WrestleMania 28 It has been repeated so many times at this stage that it's pretty much a cliche now, but once in a lifetime should have stayed once in a lifetime. John Cena vs. The Rock would have stood as a timeless collision of two eras, of two gigantic megastars that just missed each other in real time had it only happened once. Instead, WWE, to diminishing returns, decided that they wanted to try and squeeze even more juice out of the program by extending it another year, putting the WWE title on the Rock and having Cena get his win back the following year. All of this accomplished was raising the ire of one Philip Brooks, wearing the fans out, and a nothing burger of a WrestleMania 29 match that was inevitably less exciting than the first. And then there was the Eric Rowan thing at Mania 32, which no, just no. 
Number two, Goldberg, WrestleMania 33. Goldberg had a perfect WrestleMania 33 monster mash with Brock Lesnar. I have watched that match so many times over and over and over. It is genuinely great, and that first run post-comeback was a credit to Bill and his legacy. But let's take a quick look at all the things that have happened since then. The Super Showdown match that almost killed The Undertaker. A staggering burial of The Fiend. Somehow, a universal title reign? Braun Strowman's coronation in an empty performance. Center, needless title shots against Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns, and somehow beating Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia. Are you guys crying? thinking about potentially losing all those from memory? Are you really upset about maybe those things never happening? Cause I'm not. Next, number one. The Undertaker, WrestleMania 30. One of the greatest WWE storylines in history came tumbling down at WrestleMania 30, where The Undertaker was sensationally toppled by Brock Lesnar, and the streak was over. Whether you think this was the right choice or not, Undertaker's career after that was largely a case of diminishing returns. Now, it wasn't all rubbish. The Graveyard Dogs was an absolute riot, and so was the Boneyard, but there were far more misses than hits. WrestleMania 33 with Roman Reigns was genuinely sad and embarrassing, and the less said about Taker's matches in Saudi Arabia, the better. Apart from the moment where Kane's wig fell off. That was that was pretty funny. I'd like to keep that. But anyway, as beloved as he still is The Undertaker has had more near retirements than Terry Funk has had actual retirements. It's all very pro wrestling and it would be a stretch to say that his legacy has been totally tarnished by these post-Brock matches, but that legacy definitely wasn't enhanced by them either. Anyway guys, that's our list, so what other WWE legends that should have called it quits at WrestleMania can you guys think of? Let us know down in the comments section below. After that, don't forget to like, share, subscribe and ring the bell for notifications. Then you can follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE and myself at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Happenstance, the Fozzie album. It's great, honestly. Bye. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies... I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.